Good morning, good afternoon, good evening, wherever you are in the world. Thank you for joining me for this week's edition of the SMIE Consulting Midweek Roundup. It's Wednesday, May 12th, 10th, and today we're coming to you live from the BMI Global Scholarship Forum in London, England. Uh, so getting, giving me a chance to return to the land of my birth and uh, a place where I got to spend uh, first two and a half years of my marriage growing up. Uh, growing up as an adult. Uh, but certainly some fond memories here, but it's great reconnecting. Uh, having my wife and son over with me has been a real treat, but uh, today was all about business. And uh, this event, uh, the BMI Global Scholarship Forum, uh, brings together U.S. and other university representatives from around the world, actually 45 different countries, uh, of, that are, make up the participants in the forum, both universities as well as uh, scholarship agencies, both governmental, not-for-profit, foundations, quasi-governmental organizations. So this uh, event is a seventh, a seventh event, uh, seventh annual event, uh, always here in London as a global summit. Uh, BMI also does uh, two of these uh, in regions around the world, uh, first in, uh, in, uh, the middle, in, excuse me, in South America for Latin American region, uh, typically in Colombia. It's coming up, I think, in October. Or September and then again in the Middle East uh, in the Gulf typically so what we do uh, at this event uh, two days of meetings and in the meetings uh, we uh, we have basically nice speed dating but these are scholarship agencies and having various levels and numbers and amounts of scholarship that they give each year and typically uh, with the with the group uh, that we have assembled here and I'll just I'll do a quick pan round so you can see the entire room there's a room with 63 tables for the scholarship agencies uh, that are the main folks that are sitting at the, at the tables. And then we have a number of universities that, uh, as I mentioned, from about 47 university representatives from the U.S., Canada, uh, U.K., obviously. Uh, there's a couple Australian institutions representatives here and some other universities, Hong Kong, uh, a couple others that are present uh, for the event. So... Uh, the conversations range anything from uh, finding out about each other's organizations, uh, talking about um, our main academic programs on the institutional side, what current scholarships you have. So for some of these organizations, particularly the ones from Latin America that are here, Futuro, uh, some foundations uh, from different countries in Mexico, some private associations uh, that are specific in, for example, Juventud SGTO which I find out is uh, specifically for the youth of Guanajuato in Mexico. Uh, it's a, sp a state-sponsored uh, association or foundation to fund uh, a study abroad for, uh, for, for citizens of that state, Guanajuato. So uh, we've got folks that are from ministries of education, uh, different variations on that theme, ministry of education, culture, sport, and science in some countries. Uh, had opportunities here to meet with meet with uh, folks from uh, from the uh, embassy or not the embassy, Ministry of Education Higher Education in Iraq uh, in scientific research. They are doing something quite unique, a new scholarship program coming out uh, that is more of a capacity development, faculty capacity development for universities in Iraq. Uh, they have a, a number of uh, doctoral programs that they're, they're seeking and uh, that's uh, they're asking various representatives that they've had meetings with or to give uh, see if they'd be interested in this and receiving these applicants or uh, these basically current faculty members that 
at, uh, at uh, Rocky Universities uh, to come over to do doctoral programs and build capacity for their nation and their institutions. So they are hosting an event in December in, uh, in Iraq uh, at the American University of Baghdad. And they uh, will be having uh, this event uh, somewhere in the middle of, I think, middle of December. And those institutions that will be participating in this uh, will be asked to come and uh, sign agreements uh, at this event in Baghdad. So who knows if that might be a trip to everybody's future. Clearance and safety concerns uh, obviously being answered as part of that. So a lot of uh, exciting opportunities uh, down the road uh, with, uh, with the results of this. And to be very honest, this is an event I've heard about for the last few years, but this is the first year that I've ever felt like I really need to be at this event. Um, and we know, uh, for those of us who've been in the business more than a minute, uh, there have been periods in the last 20 years where uh, a lot of our campuses have been not inundated, but certainly seen their fair share of sponsored students. Uh, it might have been uh, Saudi wave that started in the mid noughties uh, that uh, lasts until 2015 or 16 or so. Uh, there's a new mini wave coming from Saudi Arabia, but uh, not nearly the numbers that used to be there. We saw almost at the same time the uh, Brazilian scientific mobility students coming. They were generally coming for a year of uh, English and, and some non-degree work. But uh, certainly there were large numbers coming from them when Brazil made it into the top five of uh, top five of uh, countries uh, sending students to the United States at one point. But uh, you see what uh, these opportunities uh, mean for for us uh, as as university representatives that are always asked to bring in more students and they're always asked to bring in more full paying students, full pay students. And not all of the students that would come from these sponsoring organizations will be full pay. Uh, because they, some of them, uh, particularly Latin American ones, where their base, uh, their funding model is based on loans that uh, start as loans, but can be potentially converted to scholarships if they decide to return to their country and uh, uh, serve in the public in the public service, uh, can get those um, loans converted into scholarships, so they don't have to repay them if they meet certain conditions. So there's some uh, interesting opportunities out here, and again, it's it's not a cheap. Uh, event to be a part of it was six thousand uh, dollars registration but you're getting access in one room for two days 65 65 different scholarship agencies from around the world in one place uh, agencies that could uh, one or two agreements signed here are uh, as a result of these meetings uh, could lead to uh, to dozens of students or more, depending on uh, which program we're talking about here. But certainly if you're looking at diversifying where your students are coming from, this kind of event can certainly allow, uh, allow you to achieve some of that, uh, particularly if you have flexibility uh, in the scholarships that you have at your institution, uh, your ability if you're a state institution to potentially waive out-of-state tuition fees for a certain number of, uh, of, of applicants from uh, a certain agency or scholarship group. Uh, so there's a lot of opportunity here. And if you get creative and you have flexibility in terms of what you can do with your uh, with your scholarships made that you have institutionally, uh, you may be, even if you're not in uh, name school, because there are a number of agencies here that you have to be on certain approval lists and we all know who those are. Uh, many of them don't show up to this just because they don't want to have meetings, a lot of meetings with institutions that aren't going to be on their list and never will. But uh, the ones that generally show up here are open to it. And some of them, uh, I know we're not on their list, but I wanted to have a conversation with uh, how, to, how do I get on their list. 
And some of them have very obscure ways of doing it. Uh, some you have to jump through a lot of hoops. Some won't uh, start that process unless there's a student who wants to apply to you. So it's always a little bit strange, cart before the horse kind of mentality, but uh, certainly um, that is an option that is, is a reality that we want to, uh, that many of these organizations will, will, will need, to, need to use uh, as they consider uh, who they're going to allow their applicants and their scholarship students to go to. And certainly there's the, the need for quality control. We can all talk about that every day, all day. But uh, in terms of uh, some, some of these organizations are, are really just are new to the sponsored student game and are really uh, understanding that uh, institutions that come to this generally, they're, they're, they're accredited, they're fully recognized, they're in the right ballpark in, term, in terms of um, who they are and what they represent. So typically that's not, not the kind of, kind of problems, but some speak who report back to senior leaders in their countries that have to justify uh, why they do why they work with certain partners and not others so very interesting uh, thoughts uh, going on here uh, and certainly a lot of different uh, formats that uh, agreements can take place in uh, many of the agencies uh, will have their own MOUs that they want us to work with some are more flexible and will uh, let us uh, kind of use our template as we, as we move forward in, in any potential agreements. So I think a lot of us here today are, are finding, in terms of people that are coming new to this event, are finding this to be one of the more productive uses of our uh, two days of our time. And certainly I would be in that category. Uh, there's just so many opportunities down the pipe that want to follow up. And, and in the end, events like this live or die by how well and how quickly and how thoroughly you follow up. Because uh, yeah, I met with 20 plus uh, close to 30 people after one-on-ones outside of the, the individual uh, scheduled times. So my my success here and my willingness and ability to come back next week or next year is going to be dependent on how some of these agreements uh, turn out. So and whether there's uh, it's all talk or if there's uh, there's some action behind it. So this is what our, our goal will be in the coming weeks and, and months as we work towards uh, some of these future conferences. Uh, here, I also had the opportunity to, uh, because of our focus at UNLV is on expanding our relationships in Latin America. There's a number of Latin American and Caribbean uh, foundations and quasi-governmental groups here in uh, attending that I had a chance to speak with and also promote the CAIE conference and encourage them to come and visit campus in Las Vegas. Uh, so, that event, the CAIE conference, and for my U.S. colleagues too, be at that conference. You're missing out if you don't go. Uh, this is something that we um, we really look forward to uh, being a host for this this event. The first time the CAIE will be in the United States. We're going to be hosting this November in Las Vegas. So it's uh, an important time for our institution, kind of what I'm calling to our friends, our coming out party to Latin America, uh, to the region, and uh, to the Americas in terms of our desire to expand partnerships uh, across the Americas and encourage, uh, uh, as I've been speaking with these agencies today, uh, more of them to participate in that event because uh, they'll be connecting with universities throughout the Americas, Canada to Chile and everywhere in between. So it's uh, to everyone's advantage if we can really uh, expand uh, the participants uh, at that event in November in Las Vegas, November 6th, 7th, and 8th. If you'd like to find out more about that, please let me know. Uh, but for now, uh, that's all we have for you. And wanted to share just uh, excitement in this room, frankly. Uh, very, very productive conversations and 
things I certainly wasn't expecting to hear from some some of the groups I met with, and uh, in terms of what they allow, what they don't allow, what they're uh, how you get on the list and that type of thing. But certainly, um, it's an event I'll be back at, and I uh, had a chance to speak with Samir Zaveri, uh, who's the CEO of BMI, and uh, and BMI and. Uh, you might know Times Higher Ed have recently merged, uh, merged uh, joined forces and uh, adding weight to who they can bring to the table for these kind of events. So uh, it's, a, it's a quite a con uh, uh, not consummation, but conflagration. No, not conflagration. It's quite a, quite a unique uh, arrangement uh, between those two organizations and certainly one that I, I think uh, BMI obviously has huge presence in the, in the, in the, in the, in the physical fair world and has been in that uh, space for a number of years. Uh, if you haven't heard Samir's um, edition of uh, Destiny Benders uh, with Giresh and Jessica, I definitely recommend you checking that one out. That was a really uh, great episode, learning about his story, uh, learning about how he, uh, he, he came to, came to, uh, to lead BMI and the different paths that uh, the company's gone down over the last few years. Uh, so I uh, certainly recommend uh, checking it out and uh, certainly happy to share my thoughts uh, privately uh, if you have any. Uh, if you'd like to hear that feedback about uh, this event and uh, what, uh, what the potential is down the road. So that's all for me for now. I wish you the very best and we look forward to chatting with you soon. Cheers.